Hello, the internet. This is Jim Wilson coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the Atlanta Beltline. As many of you know, I am building an app about the Beltline called Belt Tour. It is a location-aware audio tour about the Atlanta Beltline. It uses GPS so when you walk up to something interesting, your phone knows you're there and starts telling you something cool about right where you're standing. For example, as you walk up to a piece of art, the artist is there in your earbuds to tell you about the inspiration and process behind the art. This podcast, however, has two functions. One, it's a behind-the-scenes look at the making of the Beltour app. And two, it's a way for me to share these interviews that I'm getting. I'll interview people for 20 or 30 minutes or more, but I normally can only use about a 30-second soundbite for the app. So this podcast is a way for me to share the full interview with you. Last week, I walked down the Beltline with Christina Gibson, who works for Trees Atlanta. What you are about to hear is a sample audio clip taken from the Belt Tour app itself. Imagine you are walking south on the Beltline, kind of near Trader Joe's. Enjoy. See this gray wall coming up on the left? Stop just before you get there. I want to point something out. I'm Christina Gibson, and I work at Trees Atlanta. Christina is going to be joining us on our walk. She's awesome and knows a ton about what we are going to see today. Look over to the left. See that office building up on the hill? That's a Georgia Power building. Between here and there, you should see some young pine trees. You can spot the pine trees because of the green needles they have for leaves. You are looking at a demonstration of a forest that once covered much of the southeast. These are longleaf pines. Trees Atlanta planted about 60 longleaf pines here. You can see them sort of standing tall. Um, These are evergreen pine trees that are native to the southeast. When you hear people talk about having heart of pine, floors in their house, like really old, beautiful pine wood floors, usually they're talking about longleaf pine. So longleaf pine is a pine that grows really, really straight, really, really tall. So it had a really high value of timber. And so it was really over-harvested in the 20th century. Um, The sad thing about the over-harvesting of longleaf in particular is that it was the dominant tree of an entire longleaf pine ecosystem. So it supported tons of other species of animals and plants that really thrived um, in its canopy. It's a fire-dependent species, so it relies on natural fires that are caused by lightning um, for it to rejuvenate because it doesn't, once the, how should I say this, once the needles of the the lowest needles and the lowest branches of the pine are high enough, um, the fire, it's not susceptible to fire, but everything around it is. So what happens in a longleaf forest is that, you know, typically they grow in really hot climates. There would be heat lightning or some sort of event and all of the shrubs and the grasses and the wildflowers um, on the forest floor would burn to the ground but the pines would still stand so it gave them plenty of light and plenty of space to thrive so they were able to outcompete hardwoods which are not fire tolerant so like maples and oaks and those kinds of trees so in the longleaf pine forest there was so much sunlight because there weren't all of these dense hardwood 
trees with like lots of dense leaves. So all of the sunlight that would reach the forest floor in a longleaf pine floor, forest would create this huge diversity of native wildflowers. So I've, I've heard that you could find up to 50 species of flowers in a square meter in a longleaf pine forest. Um, and in that forest lived things like the red cacated woodpecker and the gopher tortoise and the eastern indigo snake, which are now sort of in, endangered species that relied on that habitat. So what Trees Atlanta has tried to do here is recreate a little postage stamp of a longleaf pine forest. So we've planted lopsided Indian grass, yellow Indian grass, red muley grass, what else? Dense blazing star, which is a purple wildflower that stands really tall at the end of the summer. And we're sort of letting it, seeing, we're just seeing what happens. This used to be a dump, so it's in definitely in better condition than it was then. Better condition than a dump? Yeah, pretty hard to argue with that. When you're done looking at the longleafs, keep on walking down the butt line. Just ahead, there's some skeleton-looking sculptures that I want to tell you about. I'll see you when you get there. So yeah, that's what it's like to use the Belt Tour app. If you want more of that, head on over to belttour.com and check it out. You can enter your email address to win prizes and perks, like early access to the app. belttour.com, two Ts. All right, have a great day.